You are listening to Net Talk Night Job Podcast. Welcome everyone to episode three of season four of the Net Talk Niger podcast. Um, in the, this is an interview episode, and in this episode, we speak to Captain Amechi. Captain Amechi is an experienced helicopter pilot, and we just wanted to have a conversation with him to really get to ask questions, you know, of somebody who is in a unique profession of being a pilot. Questions that we've always been curious about. But maybe we've never really had the time to ask a pilot. You know, what does it take to become a pilot? What are the challenges that he face? And also, interestingly enough, how does it impact, you know, his um, his personal or social life? So yeah, enjoy the interview, and we'll see you on the other side. Remember to follow us on all social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. Uh, everything at Net Talk Niger Podcast. And remember that you still stand a chance to win one of the f- two free movie tickets every month that we have to offer. Thank you. Give us the highlights. Like, how did you end up becoming a What did you study? All that stuff. You can just start from so, so I, I went straight from secondary school. Uh, what was the exposure? Um, at some point, I was the kid that always followed my mom everywhere. And my dad used to travel a lot then, doing work for the banks. So we used to go and get the guy from my dad from the airport. Oh, you know? okay. So it was there. I, I, I could remember always going to the airport and seeing planes, big planes, and wondering, wow, this is nice. This is nice. How you know, I always thought about it. So as much as someone could ask as early as I was, I was asked that question. I came up with pilots. Even my my uncles, aunts, family friends, they always said that was what I always said, you know, pilot, pilot. Mm. That's that's what I would say pushed me, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't only me that went. I had other students too that also went to the airport. They never, they didn't, they didn't have any interest in flying. <laughs> I, I guess it's just you see something and it works for you, you know. Mm. Growing up, my dad had a piano. I never wanted to learn how to play the piano. <laughs> you know, so it's um, it's I've, I've had friends who are pilots, older guys, and they told me that you know they're taking their kids, rented a plane or helicopter, and got mm-hmm. the kid in it, and you know told the kid, and I'll fly, and the kid flew. <laughs> And they asked the kid, this is what you want to do. And the kid said, no. Hmm. So, yeah. So for me, it was just going to the airport. For some people, it was their parents yeah. being in aviation. So you see a lot of, you know, second generation, third generation kind of people. Exactly. People were in some other phase of, of aviation, but what they wanted to really do was fly. And, you know, there's a cost implication. It's um, going to cost you tuition alone about $50,000. Sorry, before we get to that point... Mm. So, I mean, we went to the same secondary school. And so you're saying that after uh, finishing from secondary school, you yeah. went straight into flying school. Flying school. Yeah. You didn't... Okay, so you're okay because it was already clear that you wanted to become a pilot. Yeah, I, I already knew, like, prim- I knew in primary school for sure. Oh, okay, that's cool. You know, in, in secondary school, one of my best friends for like three or four years was Kunle Omolulu. And one day, Kunle and I are just. And I said, ah, Kunle, man, I'd like to, you know, Kunle wanted to be a pilot. Shota wanted to be a pilot. So it was myself, Kunle Monolulu, and Shota. And, you know, Kunle said, my dad is a pilot. I said, no, you're lying. Kunle Monolulu goes home. Kunle Monolulu brings a picture of his dad in the cockpit of a Nigerian Airways jet, you know? So I was like, man, this guy had levels. So even in February, I knew there was a guy called um, Michael Iwiwu. He was okay. our junior, right? Yeah. He used to fly for airpiece. I think now he's in uh, Qatar or... 
or one of them, one of them airlines. Okay. Right now. But I knew him in Fego that his dad was a pilot. Okay. Yeah. So one of your inspirations. Okay, so let me, I, I know you mentioned it briefly, but what did your dad do for a living? Or what does your dad do? Yeah, that was an investment banker. Oh, and you said yeah. he had to travel a lot, and that's what led you to the airport. Yeah, so yeah. he was just going to the airport, yeah. It wasn't that I traveled. I just oh. went to the airport, and I just... To pick him as okay. I, I, I remember my friends and I, like, my friend's mom would travel domestic, and my friend and I would just chill in the airport, and we'd just watch takeoffs and, take and landings. <laughs> that, that time, at the local, where the local airport was, you, yeah. you, could, you could look over the fence and see planes landing and taking off, and we'd just stay there, and, be, and nobody, nobody chased us away. It's actually a sport. If you, especially in the UK or in Europe, you see the lot. They call it plane spotting. You see guys with cameras and they are looking at planes. So, which um, flying school did you go to? I, I just want to even understand, like, how does that work? Eh? So, you, so what happened was around that thousands. The main school was um, National College of Aviation Technologies area, Cardinalistic. It's government owned. But what happened then was because parents didn't want their kids to go abroad. Everybody went there, and I think government mismanagement or whatever, it was taking them a very long time to graduate students. So I opted to go abroad. Um, luckily, my father had the means, and um, he was very impressed. He was very um, happy that I had an uncle close to where my school was, because what he didn't want was for me to live alone. At, I think then I was 20, 21, 22. So my uncle, I, I got this question to my uncle. My uncle went to the school. This was in Oakland. My uncle lived in San Francisco. So Oakland, San Francisco is a 30 minutes um, bat. Bat is big area rapid transport. You know, it's like a train. It's like a train. Underground subway connects the two cities. So that was how I started writing the school. I mean, then it went for a visa interview. Then if you did a visa interview, they gave you a, they gave you a visa that same day back then. So that was it. And and I I left for it. Now, the thing with flying school that people don't understand is flying school is not like university, right? In university, if you, if you pay every year, so far your kid is reading, you graduate that year, right? The way flying school works is, is like, how like you are charged per ride. Now, NCAT in Zaria does not do this. NCAT in Zaria runs you like a university, which means if you pay, the school will graduate you. So you are charged per ride, and believe it or not, by the time you've done like 10, ride, 10 flights, 10 training flights with your instructor, you are getting ready to solo. To solo means you're going to go on your own. Oh, you can't. So what happens to a lot of people is the school gives them an estimate, a very high estimate, and then they come into school with that estimate. And for like the first week, second week, your shuttle is even allowed, is even scared to allow you handle the radios fully because the people in tower or approach, they cannot understand you very well. And there's nothing wrong with your English, it's just your accent. <laughs> you get. So for whatever reason, it turns out some people fall behind, and if they really can't get some extra funding, then training is stopped or extended, which was a common thing. And I said that by the time you have, like, getting close to 20 hours, the guy, the instructor has to sign you off. Mm. Day you have to go solo, which is you take off in the aircraft now, only you. And this is in less than a month of being in school. This happens in, like, maybe by your 15th. Really? Yeah. He has to sign you off that I can take off only you. So you take off only you, and you do three landings, three takeoffs and three landings to a full stop. You know, so you land, you take off, you land, you take off, you land, you take off. After you turn, you come and you land and you pack. And it's called going solo. So that going solo, you need to you need to get to that stage before your trainings will continue. Because you have many more solo flights. Then you have solo cross countries, which for airplanes, doing a flight that's more than 50 nautical miles. Wait, wait. So because at this point, you know, in secondary school, you're probably how old? 18? No, no, no. I, 
I was writing Jamba and all. I was, I was having hopes of going to the Zaria, even though things were tight there. So okay. by the time I US, I was coming 21. I was a, a few wow. days shy of being 21. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, so after after that going solo, you still go solo to the cross to the practice area. You go on solo cross countries. Then after that, you now you now do a test called the private pilot check ride. The private pilot is allowed to fly an airplane, but he doesn't get paid and he cannot fly at night. And if the law is still the same, he cannot fly more than 50 nautical miles. Yeah, but is there, is there because it's, you said within one month, you're already, you're already pushing to fly solo. But is yeah. there like classroom, what's a typical day in school like? Is it just flying? Yeah, so there's ground school and there's um, flying school. So you go for yeah. ground school. Ground school takes about maybe two months for each class two months or so for each class. And you know, you can be going to school and be flying. So that's the whole idea. So if you're going to school, ah, then you okay. So there's, uh, the way we did that time, we did the private pilot license, and then you did your instrument license, instrument rating, which was a rating. Now, even with the instrument rating now, even, even, even though you're a private pilot, you still can't get paid, but now you can fly at night and you can mm -hmm. fly more than 50 nautical miles. What the instrument rating does is that you are now flying how the guy that flies from Lagos to Abuja flies is flying via radio signals in the sky, which are like which are like highways in the sky. He's not looking out of the window. Do you mm. get what? Why why they don't want private pilot guys to fly at night? Is you could have a lot of you could go into some kind of illusion if you don't have an instrument like instrument instrument rating. If you are flying just by looking out of the window, if you fly into clouds or yeah. at, you could go into some kind of um, illusion. Interesting. But why 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 wouldn't you get? Why would they allow you to get? Because you're a private pilot, so your your restrictions are a bit lower, you know. Okay. Like to be a commercial pilot in the US, you need to have 250 hours of flying time, total time, okay. and 50 hours of cross country. So what what were you like? Is because I was yeah I I mean I've been I'm aware that you fly helicopters, right? Yes, yeah. yes. When you're in school, what were you trained on? Is it can you fly everything? I have the airplane license. Yes, I have the airplane license. The what? I have the airplane license. I have the two licenses. Oh, you have the airplane license and you yes. have the helicopter license. Yes. But is it possible for someone to go to school for, for either or one? Yeah, you can go to school for it. Most people go to school for one. Just that. So after getting all these licenses, all these ratings, I come back to Nigeria in 2004, uh, July, or, July or so. Um, you have to write conversion exams. So then it was three exams, air law, loading and performance. By 05, I had my exams done, I had my Nigerian license for airplanes. Now in 05, IUK had not started. There was Aero, and Aero did offshore oil contracts. And there was um, Bellevue, Chanchangi, Cabo, a couple of guys, but there, was, there wasn't really any airline. Like Aero wasn't big enough then. Aero just had about one or two 737s. So I think around 05, 06, IUK would show up and employ a lot of people. No, it wasn't even 06. Maybe it was 06, 06 ending. So, you know, I've been going to interviews and everything, trying to get a job. And there's this thing called the type rating. So even with your commercial pilot license for airplanes, for you to fly any airplane in Nigeria, you need to have a type rating on that airplane. America says for you to fly any airplane that weighs above 12,500 pounds, which is about 5,700 kilograms, you need to have a type rating. So if it was a small plane, the type that I trained on, I wouldn't need a type rating. The type that oh. I trained on carry two people in front, two in the back. So if, if I was a private pilot and I bought that plane, I could carry my friends and I, and we could all contribute money for fuel, for whatever, for maintenance, whatever. And we'll be flying anywhere I want to fly. Just like we cannot, we cannot go more than 50 not come out at once, right? So now I need a type rating because even though I was a commercial pilot, I had a commercial pilot license to fly any aircraft, you need to get a type rating. The thing is, 
most airlines that were solid and doing well would pay for your type rating. You'd sign a bond. The bond says you fly for us for five years. You get. Yeah. Uh-huh. The five hours of five years. It's, it's just yeah. like a license that you pay for. It's not an extra. That person is based on that person. Like, it's you say Boeing 737 yeah. 200 or Boeing 77NG or Embraer 145. The type rating is specific. You're not learning something that is specific to the equipment the aircraft, the airline uses. Mm. You get how much of the type rating there. On average, for, you know, competitive rates that the school will put out, it could still cost more for whatever reason. About ten thousand dollars. Wow! This does not include tickets. Does not include feeding. Does not include accommodation. Mm. But guess what? The type rating is like a one month course or three weeks course <laughs> because you already you already have you already a commercial pilot. Yeah. And I just I just teach specifics to this airplane. So maybe only me then born. And my father was not going to you know let him tune other children too. Get. <laughs> it, was, it was bad enough they couldn't go to us but mm. you know so he was telling me like i can't stop paying you money for, you know paying for your type rating you really got type you know there were there were places that give you will give you a job i will train you so i was trying to get to those kind of places so i kept on doing interviews you know and the likes well, what now so what was, what was my life then back from back from us i had a small phone the phone yeah. i brought to us did not work so i had a small phone and you know, the way, I, I mean, Nigeria was even good then, but people were still hitting on me that I came back, you know? <laughs> and I was telling people that, man, the only way I'll stay there is that I'm not together. <laughs> and my uncle, family man and all, he knew that whatever decision I made then would be a terrible decision later on. I mean, at 22, 23, what do you know about marriage, you know? Oh, sorry, so how many years is it? Is the whole school thing to graduate? It's just how it's many years? about a year. About a year, but I was there for almost two years. Usually about a year, but you know, there's weather, there's no instructor, there is running out of funds, there's visa renewal, whatever. Anything could make it like my school even closed for a while. I was about to finish the school closed, and somebody else bought it over, you know. Really? Yeah, so anything could delay you, but usually it's, it's about a year. So, oh, so somebody can, okay, that's why I think I remember. I, I remember seeing something on TV one American girl that is just 19 or 18 years old got a pilot license. Mm-hmm. So you finish school, secondary school, go to pilot school for a year and become a pilot. That's exactly. possible. Exactly. Interesting. It could be less than a year. Mm. You go to somewhere that the weather is always nice, like Florida, um, um, and you are, you know, you get a good school. There's always aircraft. There are too much students. You have good instructors. It could be done in less than a year. And you can do the whole, um, sorry, what did you call it? The A typing thing and start flying commercial. So the type rating thing. Type and type rating. So you can do a type rating now. You can say it's good. Who's the bigger line in Nigeria now? Airpiece. Mm. You can go and do a type rating for Airpiece, right? Airpiece has not asked you to do a type rating, right? Okay. But when Airpiece now interviews you, if they're a company that does not like paying for type rating, like that time Bellevue, when I interviewed for Bellevue, Bellevue told us, and this was somewhere we got into at um, 7, 8 a.m., and we didn't see anybody until like 6.30 p.m., and they told us, how many of you have type ratings? And we said none. So how many of you have willing to pay for your type ratings. You no, know, the funny thing with good companies, I always say this, you know good companies even if we don't want you to walk into the door. Mm. You know, the way they treat you, you know. And we said, well, we can go and source the funds. But the thing is, there are people that know that the company said, if you get a type rating, we will employ you. And they took that to the bank and borrowed money. Mm. The company didn't want to pay itself for a type rating. So, you know, I kept on interviewing in different places. I interviewed for Bristol. And I told them I wanted to go and fly airplanes. I was young, I was naive. They had airplanes. I was like, why not to fly airplanes? You guys have airplanes. The guy was like, I'm not hiring for airplanes. I said, okay. But he said, if you change your mind, come back. 
this was 2005, mm. you know. Oh, now, oh, now came, you know. <laughs> oh, come now, oh, come, you know. You wear your beef, don't wait for you, everything. You've come back, you couldn't get a job. People move, people, more promising people, you know. Your your people and your close friends are still hitting on you for coming back to Nigeria, you know. So one day, me and my guys, yeah. we were a lot of us, we used to go and hang out in the Kedja that, that time. The guys that had jobs, they always, you know, buy us some gala, some funerals, you know, just to keep body and soul together, give us hope and everything. And one day we are outside, you know, we'll go and meet the chief out of everything. The guy would be like, man, we bring out all our CVs. When he's looking for a CVs, the guy probably has like 100 CVs. And it was just, you know, more, more, more supply than what they needed. Wait, 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 wait. This is very interesting. You know, so this is another misconception. That's why it's good to talk to people who do unique It is worse now. Because you will assume that somebody who is a pilot is will not have to battle for employment. It is worse now that people who've been at home for over four years, over wow. five years, it's worse. But, you know, it became a thing. So people thought that it was good. So, you know, and Nigerians, everybody just rushed in there, you know. Mm. So, so but can you work anywhere in the world? Well, it depends on the labor laws in that country, right? To work in the U.S., I need to have a green card, minimum of a green card. For, okay. for an American to work in Nigeria, he doesn't even need anything. Yeah, he just needs yeah. to show up. You get mm. if I If I'm captain mm. of, a, of, a, of, a, of an A380, and an airliner in U.S. hires me, like Delta, I will start as a co-pilot, mm -hmm. probably on their smallest fleet, because their labor and um, union laws have put it that way. Mm. When you join, you join from the bottom. You don't join with your seniority. So, you know, airlines have seniority, which means that the pilots who stay there, the, older, the oldest, longest, mm -hmm. you know, he's been loyal. They look at him as being loyal. All the money they used to train him, he has paid it back. So they let him pick new types, in case a new type comes, you ask him if he wants to go, and they let him pick the best, the best, you know, routes to fly. Mm. You know, I'm speaking for the airlines now. Okay, so you make more money on certain routes. Is that it? Well, it might, it might just be a more pleasant route. It might be a route it's that more uh, pleasant, more convenient. Yeah, less turbulence. <laughs> well, it, it just be a route that he likes for some reason. Maybe, maybe, maybe pilots might feel like you know they don't like coming well, to maybe Nigeria. It's there so or when they come to Nigeria, they really can't go out. There's too much traffic. You get what I mean? Yeah. Right? Maybe, but if he has to fly from New York to Sao Paulo, Brazil, it might be a nicer experience for him. I'm just using Sao yeah. Paulo, Brazil, or else, whatever city, you know. It could be Toronto, it could be whatever. So, But they let you pick because, you know, yeah. you have seniority in the line. Yeah, so, so another quick question I wanted to... I've, I've, I've never thought of this until you started talking. So if you are a pilot, yes. I know you said to work for a U.S. airline, you need a green card, but let's say... Like, you're minimum, a minimum of a green card. Yeah, so you are a Nigerian pilot, but you can you are flying. Okay, not not use Nigerian. Yes, you are flying for an international like Emirates. Yes, yes. And your route is all these fancy countries. Yeah. Are you able to? Do you also need to get like a visa like everybody else, or is there some kind of special allowance for pilots? Knowing that you might. So there's a visa. There's a visa. There's a visa for flight crew. Oh, there's a visa for flight. I know crew. about the US. The US has a special visa for flight crew. Ah. Yeah. For any country you go, you just show that visa and you're good. Exactly, exactly. I've always wondered. Like, mm. ah, well, we're stressing there with visa. Anyway, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So maybe one one other. Hey. So basically, what you told me, that's, what I'm just learning is that somebody can leave school at the age of 18, go to flight school for a year, two years, and start flying a commercial airline. Yes, I know people that did that. I had friends that came back. Because when I came back now, 2004, I was 23. And um, I had friends that got, got in with Chan Chan immediately. What? Yeah. 
Time seven three sevens. Hmm. I think yeah. I mean, doesn't that that makes me feel so I don't know how why that makes me feel oh. somehow. Like I just feel like so let, me, let me let me break it to you now. Yeah. I once met a pilot in the US when I was <laughs> It was a Nigerian guy, um, great guy. He went to King's College. So we used to go to my school. So one day he came in and we got talking and, you know, introduced me to some of his friends. And then I remember what the guy told me, one of them, probably, these were bigger boys flying, you know, and he told me that the thing with aviation is as the aircraft get bigger, it's easier to fly. Mm. But now you are more responsible because you're probably carrying more wow. people. Equipment is too expensive, you know. He told me the hardest flying I'll do is that flying I'm doing now. And and it's true because my helicopter, after 16 knots, I just push buttons till I want to land again. Mm. I press that. I'm not holding anything. I just push buttons till I'm ready to land. Till I'm ready to go below 16 knots, and I start flying it manually again. It flies itself. It just it's like flying a helicopter easier than flying a help and No, the helicopter is more stable. Ah, yeah, yeah, of course. And it's helicopter will land. It helicopter will land. Your it will land. Fergo field is even too big for a helicopter to land it. Mm. You know, so far there are no mass around or power lines. It will land anywhere. So probably, probably land in the comp in the compound. So far there is space enough for the blades and everything. Ah, uh, but sorry, but you are saying it is harder to fly though because it's unstable. Yes, the instability. The instability is what makes it. Um, makes it... Do all those things. Like I mean, I land on moving barges. I land on moving rigs. I land on you know moving boats. Are you so how 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 does teaching like flying this if, like me i always i would always think that there will be some kind of fear is there any training to overcome that fear or you probably wouldn't have that fear you probably wouldn't have that fear what happens at your first day the worst thing that happens on your first day is that you threw up but i was just for me on my first day i was just belching i kept on burping i kept on burping but i didn't throw up but some people some people throw up on their first day and that's it I think that throwing up thing is like for people. I don't know why they always throw up for. <laughs> I don't know what that comes from. So they don't chop belly food. That's why they always throw. Maybe they Maybe they over eat. I don't know. But so, because me, I, I just feel um, maybe it's my own kind of fear, Sha. Because mm. I have a bit of fear of flying. I don't know, but I know it's not a fear that is not that is uncommon. You get what so I'm saying? Last year, last year, I was flying out of Eket on the contract, and there was a guy. And they said this guy he has a fear of they said he was he has claustrophobia claustrophobia mm-hmm. i didn't think it was claustrophobia because we put him i put him behind me next to the window and when we wanted to start the guy after we started the guy tapped me and he was like he can't and looking at the guy's face the guy was behaving like me when i go for my i do like this, this training we do in water it's called um they call it posit now but it's, then it was hewitt so it's helicopter and water escape training so you're you like in the helicopter the mock-up of a helicopter and then you do, you know, you're strapped in. One, it goes down. Then one, they spin it upside down and bring it up. And then one, it goes upside down. And then you remove your seatbelt and it, it, um, get out of the helicopter through the, through the emergency exit. And then pull your life vest to activate the, to bring you up, you know, so you can float. You never have to put your life vest inside the helicopter because you float to the top. You can't go out now through the window. Mm. So when, when that passenger was... Of course, I was like, what is the problem? Then they, they, they already told me. But the guy, so we brought the guy out, the passenger out. And I realized this is a fear of flying. It's not even a fear of, it wasn't even claustrophobia. Because the guy reminded me of myself the first time I did the hero training, you know. Mm. And it was giving me that vibe. You know that vibe of that guy that always says, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Have you watched that video? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> you, 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 you need to go and look for it on, on uh, TikTok or YouTube. The guy is going to do like a bungee jump, but they do it from a chair. So when they want to push him, he goes, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Because he, he, he's scared to go. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you should look for it. So the guy was giving me. So the guy reminded me of myself the first time I did work. Like I just wanted to. I was like, but like jump. I don't, you know, I wasn't really. I had, I had that. You know, wait, wait, wait. So people have fears, and uh, for someone that is that is scared to, that has a fear of flying, they will always have a fear of flying. Mm. You know, I think there are things you could do to help the person, but I think they because I, I I think I have a fear of water, right? Ah. Or drowning. Oh, okay. I can swim. I'm not. I'm not a terribly good swimmer. Yeah. I don't even want to swim before. I used, I used to. Help. I used to go and swim in pools and everything. But now I don't even have the urge to say, "Oh, let me." Swim. Unless I go to someone's house and there's a pool there, then I mm. swim. Let me swim and it's hot. You know that kind of thing. That that's what I think. I think you know. But there, are, of course, are there ways to? Because it's a fear that somebody who's claustrophobic, if you put them in a claustrophobic space, they would. The fear will always come up. Are there yeah, things um, they do to ameliorate it? Yes, they do. So, so have you been? In any dangerous situation before? Yeah, I've been in a situation where the weather was terrible, terribly bad. I've been, uh, I remember long ago, um, we we had something, we had like um, downdrafts in clear weather. There was a storm ahead. So downdraft is like, you know, um, the weather, wind pushing you down. Hmm. Updraft, it takes you up. So when, when the thunderstorm is building, there will be downdrafts and updrafts. You know, we went in any rain, like Captain and I, and this was long ago. And I remember, like, we were positioning to come and land, and we just know that we lost altitude. Hmm. And we, were, we were closer to the water than we would have been. I think that was like this. The scariest this is the helicopter, right? Or... Yeah, this is the helicopter. So, I've, I've, so I've, I've never worked as an airplane pilot. Oh, okay. You've always been doing the helicopter. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so all that time, doing all those interviews, uh, we used to walk around, you know, or guard this my CV, or I'm still around, or we got meet all the cheap guys. Right. After spending 50k, okay. I said, people are still people are still doing the same now. People have been. I mean, I was at home for only what three years. People were at home for four years, five years. You know. Wow. Yeah. That's the part of the vision people don't know about. That there's really no guarantee. And the same thing in Nigeria, there's no general aviation, so you can't go back and say. Well, there's general aviation now because there is um there's that there's still that Enka Zaria, and there's a school in uh, Milori, like, owned by the state. Um, I think it's it's called um. College of Aviation, also Aviation College in Lorry. I think Saraki Saraki started it. Hmm. That so, is, is there uh, if a bird hits the whatever of the helicopter, is that dangerous? Yeah, um, best strike. Oh, it depends. It depends. Best strikes. We, we always avoid best strikes. It depends on the size of the bird too. Hmm. It depends on where it hits. You know, uh, but we avoid. We try and avoid birds. Like in my company, there are rules that say a thousand feet AGL above ground level. Your speed must be 100 knots, and that's just bed avoidance. Because the thing is, if, if you are going like 100 knots and the bed is going like even if it's 10 knots, your total speed is 110 knots when you guys meet. You get mm. so the faster, the slower you are, the better for whatever happens when you hit the bird. You know, have I hit birds? Yes, I had bed strikes. You have to go and file report to NCA. You know, you have to file many reports so wow. they can say what's happening there, they can do something about it. But for the bigger airlines. Yeah, when, when when they are satisfying the engines, they 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 let it inject the um, frozen turkeys or you know big into the engine, and you see that nothing happens. Nothing happens. Okay. Yeah. It will it will ingest it. Maybe there will be some power surge or whatever, but it will expel it. But it doesn't mean. Look at the one that happened on the Hudson River, the one that ditched on the Hudson River some years ago. The one that Tom Hanks did a movie on. A movie. movie. Yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah. That was a pretty pretty um, um, new plane, but it, it didn't. When it, when he hit the, the flock of birds, it, it couldn't restart. Couldn't restart. Oh, and wow. they had to land on the Hudson River. 
So well, you guys are very big on the weather, though, because I mean I'm just referring back to the downdraft stuff you talked about. Oh, we are big on weather. The, comp- the company will have its own limitations. The operator, because the operator, they are carrying their staff, right? All these oil company staff. Yeah. So they have their own limitations again for safety, additional safety. So your company might say, okay, 600 feet minimum or 500 feet minimum cloud um, height above ground, and one point or two kilometers. The operator might come and say, no, our own is 1,000 feet minimum height and 3.2 kilometers. So they make that more stringent. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I wanted to add, because you said people could be going to school, you know, studying like another major or something and, and be learning to fly. Oh, yeah. So, but if you, are, if you are just learning to fly, apart from your flying or whatever, what subjects do you take? Is it just engineering and plane stuff? Do you take any so, other? So there's aerodynamics, aerodynamics you know? Okay. Like weather. They're going to learn instruments, there's navigation, there's plotting, there's um, um, human factors. We learn about, you know, what happens when you fly, mm. what happens to your body. Like when you're in illusion, you, you'll be trained, you read so much that you know when you are experiencing an illusion. Mm. And you need to focus on your instruments, like this thing that your brain is thinking. You know, there's a way you could, you could have like a big um, truck passing you in traffic and you think you're moving back. Backwards. Yeah, yeah. So you, you are trained that like when those kind of things happen, there are different illusions. There are like 15 illusions in flight. Hmm. You are trained to understand that. Focus on your instruments because they tell you that your instruments will never be wrong. Hmm. Hardly would they go wrong when it's not like icing or something. But if you, are, if you are doubting your instruments and you are someone that you can't see outside, that you can't see the horizon in daytime, hmm. you, are, you are always trained to focus on your instruments. It's not an instrument that is wrong. It's your something in your semicircular canal. That which is what gives you balance. It's like those boxers when they when yeah, they design, know, yeah, yeah. the boxer on the head near the ear, and you know that the guy just starts staggering because you've upset his balance. Yeah. So there's a way where that could come in, and if and that's why you need to have an instrument rating because that's what the instrument rating does. It teaches you how to you know focus on your fly instruments so you are no more looking outside. Huh? This know? thing that you said just reminded me of that annoying thing that happens sometimes. You fly that your ears is it like air is stuck inside or something? Does, yeah. does that be annoying? There's pressure in your ear, so when you start descending, the pressure is trying to go out. If it ever happens to you, I know it's, it's almost impossible. But if you can yawn, you feel better immediately. Eh, yeah. Uh, sometimes it's painful, though. So, you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, bad headache. If you can yawn, all the heck. People say you pinch your nose and blow at the same time. I'm trying to sneeze, but that doesn't work for me. If I suffer my nose, it doesn't work for me. What I realize is if you yawn, if you look around for someone or you think of it and you just yawn. Oh, and I feel so sad for like babies who can't communicate to their parents. I walked out. Yeah, that's, that's why they're crying. So the baby's just crying, crying, crying. Probably has a head cold and there's air trapped in his head. Hmm. My head. Yeah. I think I think I, I experienced that before. That's probably what was happening today. Yeah. Very embarrassing crying. So you can get the baby. <laughs> anyway, I want to ask some interesting questions. Then I'll allow uh, Azuka to come in. Okay. So let me get to some more interesting questions. Mm-hmm. Everything you said, like I said, I, I know I, I I knew coming in that there will be many small small things like this that I'll take for granted. Mm. I, I'm sure it's not only me. I'm sure there are many of us. <laughs> that don't know half of what you just said. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, ahead, one thing, maybe one more thing. Why 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 are all uh, pilots called captain? Are you guys air force automatically part of the air force? You no, know, there's a lot of things in aviation because we are man has been growing on the water. The okay. airplane was. The first flight was only in uh, what uh, 1903, right, brothers, Kitty Hawk. So we are, if we think about 2023, we are only 120 years into flying. 
and look at the advances we've made. We've gone to space. Mm. So a lot of the things were, were you know, borrowed from ships, okay. from sea you know. Mm. So that's where captain comes from. It comes from the ship captain mm. because all those things already existed in in um, in maritime. Yeah, that's why so, it's called captain. So, I, I'm, of course, another thing which I'm sure is the true. Another perception that people have of pilots is that you guys make it. <laughs> I mean, it's a unique profession. I mean, let me say something. I, I remember taking one funny course on LinkedIn learning. It's called um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Something about being, you know, impo- you know what imposter syndrome is? Yeah. When you feel you're not doing enough, is that one? That, exactly. Exactly. So, which happens a lot in the workplace. Like if you are working like in a traditional office, especially. Anyway, so one the person who is leading this training said something. If you want, if you want to feel better about imposter syndrome, is that you should remember that what you do, think about what you do, like your job. So let me use an example. Let's say doctor. Mm-hmm. Or, or let me use something more, more not not mundane, but more less. Okay. Let me say like let's say like an accountant. Okay. So let's say an accountant. So the what the lady said in the training was like just imagine how many people are in the world, right? Seven billion people. So how many are accountants? Mm-hmm. Now, once you do that calculation, you will find out that wow, you are among no matter yeah. how many accountants are in the world, you will find out that you are you are in a very small. Of, you are yeah. a part of a small, unique group of people, regardless of your occupation. But I yeah. can imagine that is smaller for even pilots. Is it yes. even, uh, whatever. So it's, that's why it's shocking when you were saying, "Oh, you guys still have to carry a billion people that be looking for jobs." <laughs> that's you, something yeah. I definitely didn't know. You're a pilot, but don't, you don't own an airline. You don't right? own an airline. Why, 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 would, why would an airline employ pilots? Because they have a lot of planes. Yeah. Right? yeah. How many airlines in Nigeria now have a lot of planes? Yeah, and planes are not cars. So I can just imagine. These airlines, everything that concerns that plane, maybe just apart from salaries, they have to buy it in dollar. Hmm. There's no narrow cool. market for any part of any plane. Yeah, I get there's someone that said, is, is, it, is it Buffett that says, if you are, because Buffett owns owns NetJets. Buffett owns... Um, Warren Buffett, okay. Yeah, Warren Buffett owns NetJets. He owns um, HIA Hathaway. And they own Flight Safety. Flight Safety is where we do our training. Okay. So the thing, with, the thing with piloting, it pays, it's a part of it that pays well. The part of piloting that pays well is flying for the big airlines. But you only start earning well, probably after you've made captain. Hmm. It means you probably work for close to 10 years. Oh, Oh, so what are you before making captain? What are you called? So there's cadet, which okay. means you're just, you're just fresh out of school. Okay. Then there's first officer, which is okay. Ah, there's yeah. yeah. There's second officer, two stripes. There's senior first officer, or which some airlines don't even call anything. They still call it first officer, three stripes. The captain is four stripes. Yeah. So, Funny enough, uh, where I stay, I stay like around Ogba area in an estate. And mm-hmm. I think we have. At least based on the, because we do meetings, all these estate meetings, and I see like the attendance and just hearing people talk. I think we have at least three or four pilots living here. Yeah, because they are close to the airport. Because they are close to the airport, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then there was one other guy that was here and he's no longer living. He he owned his own accommodation here, his own flat. Here. Mm. He, owned, he owned another one, renting it out. And then he was building like a block of flats in another part of Ikeja or wherever. Mm. So my own impression is that you guys are making serious bank. So I get what you're saying about. <laughs> no, it's was he a very young guy? He's young, oh. Okay. This was years ago. So and he's like our age, maybe just like our age, maybe nine or 
So, so and this was years ago. That means it was probably wasn't even forty at this point. When all I don't know, maybe he has family money somewhere. So I'm just assuming. Yeah. But I'm just saying, just he was one of the few pilots I interacted with you know, to an extent. And I just saw that oh, this guy must have money. Is the pilot? But anyway, mm-hmm. the point I'm trying to make is, I know you are saying that it's when you get to captain that you make a lot of money. But you don't have to tell me how much you earn. But I'm just saying, like the cadet now, you are fresh out of school. What's not- the like, minimum? amount of money it can to end but it, it goes it goes from it goes from airline to airline and it's sad now because no matter what they're paying you in naira you're making it so if your airline pays you in naira which is you know i'm in nigeria so most of us are in naira it really doesn't compare but let, let me let me let me use like usd let's see everything let's say one one naira was one dollar right okay uh, i know i know that on the prospectus for the school that i joined which of course I found out it was a lie. They wrote that pilots make up to 200,000 a year. What they won't tell you is that that 200,000 a year, you would have to be like in the majors. In the majors, you mean the guys that fly transatlantic, the Delta Airlines, the American Airlines, United Airlines. You won't be like, you won't be like in a local airline, in a regional airline flying only um, um, US, um, sorry, California to Florida, or you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that, that yeah. what you have to get into a, a major airline to earn that kind of money. And of course, it doesn't come to you when you are a captain in the regional airline. Mm. It comes to you when you are captain in the major airline. Now, of course, there are new deals. There are labor unions in United and Delta and American. They've all signed new deals and you know, everything is fantastic now. So, so you know, but everybody, everybody, so I'll tell you this, pilots don't make more than doctors. In the are you serious? They don't. They make good money, but they don't make more than doctors in the US. And if you're not in the US, yeah, there's an earning band. But as a pilot, again, it depends on you have to get, you have to actually, you have to pay your dues. Yeah. Okay, but let's bring you home. So Kedai, mm-hmm. he has gone to school abroad, just like you. Mm-hmm. He has got mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it? I don't know why I keep forgetting what typewriting. It's, it's typewriting. So the airline has, the airline has given me typewriting. Yeah. Like, no matter what, yeah. So what so, what's what's the cadet going to earn minimum when he Nigeria naira now is working? Let's say let's let's just let's, let's just leave cadets because that would go, that that would vary from from uh, and in the end, sadly, sadly, the union here is not very strong. Okay, you know, there's no airline airline. There are guys that yeah. own their jets so, and start companies that pay pilots in dollars, but mm. there's no airline that's paying anybody dollars. Yeah. So for that guy, the co-pilot, let me not use cadets. Okay, as a cadet, if I'm making like, it's a tough call. I'm trying to, I, I, every every company's own is different, right? Yeah, just like an average. Like an average. That guy is probably, probably been like 400k. Are you serious? 400k a month. But he's young. He's like in his 20s, okay. you know? Yeah. Anyway, that's not bad if you're for a young person. Although, I mean, you always want to How much are they paying? How much are they paying? Are they paying like, the guys? Like in, all, all the guys in other professional. How much are they paying consultants? Uh, yeah, it's about four hundred k now, five hundred k. Yeah, that's not bad. Unless in a private company. Not too, not too bad, man. That's not, I mean, as long as you get a job. Yes. Know. As long as you get a job. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a good so, place to start. <laughs> it's a great place to start. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Using today's money, you know. Yeah, using today's money, because I mean, you know, you you'll be looking at it for relative to your own ex. So it's a bit more to you, but even in today's money, I mean, it's not like if you are living in Nigeria, yeah, you are a young guy, any that kind of, but you are still you are still in the top ten percent. Let's face it. So (laughs) as long as you are not extravagant and whatever, you Mm -hmm. fine. Anyway, (laughs) 
so the thing is, um, yeah, so let me get to the more personal yeah. stuff. So, amazing, you are mm-hmm. our age mate now. We always mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with Dr. I'm, Bruce, so we are in the same I'm, club. I've tackled there, Azuka. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll be talking in any episode. So let me I face know. you now. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, have a, I have a follow-up question because of your profession. <laughs> but I want, maybe just share with us, like, okay, so why are you still single? Oh, Which, exactly. let, me just, let me just be very blunt. I don't have any problem with that. Zuka can't tell me. <laughs> well, I, I watched the podcast where you talked about marriage, and I really enjoyed it because <laughs> we're not single when she got married. And for me, it is the wise married men that say that, the ones that are really introspective, that can look at it and call it what it is. I know I really enjoyed that one. You're talking about, you know, life, being married, and you staying married. I think it was something like that, too. Yeah. I mean, Not what, I always, say, what yeah. I always say, especially for our age. Yeah. Although, yeah. and I always put this caveat, is that one thing about life experiences is that you don't, you don't know how it will hit you until you start living that experience. Oh, so yeah. you want to get married, you want to get married, you don't know how it, you can't, nobody can explain it to you. Yeah. You want to be an adult. Nobody can really, until you grow up. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so I think yeah. the, so the, the one aspect of our lives that we haven't experienced, so nobody can tell us, is when we get older, when we're like 70. Yeah. Don't, I don't know what the impact of being single or whatever will be, even though yeah. I, I feel like people will cope. <laughs> I've, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen people leave it. Exactly. You know? I, <laughs> I've seen people leave it. I've seen people leave it. And, and I always say, if you have good health, exactly. you're always luckier. Yeah. You know? The sad thing is, if you're now single, you don't have good health. Yeah. And you don't have, you don't have how would I put it? You know, I like met family to lean on, family to take care of you. I met in flying school. So, and, and let me just sorry before I get back to this. So it was the other time looking for a job, and I think then they had this. Um, I think it was sort of like national content was now coming up, you know, and there, there had been a lot that said we have to bring in Nigerians mm. into everywhere. So I think yeah. NNPC or whatever had made some money available that we were going to train Nigerian pilots for offshore operations, that's helicopter pilots. So one day we are walking around in front of aero contractors. The HR manager comes down and he said, see, I'm looking for pilots. And ah, we've been here since Ogad. The guy said, no, I'm looking for helicopter pilots. And I looked at the guy and I said, Ogad, does that mean we're going to live in Portacot? Wow. Man said, what's wrong with that? Why can't you go and live in Portacot? I didn't say anything. So I came back, I told my dad, I said, man, you know, there's an offer. They said, they train us to fly helicopter. I said, but I want to fly airplanes. I said, yes, but you know, it's just, you know, to be doing something. It's still the same flying. Why I was saying this is because I got to interview in an airline and after all my interview and yeah. everything, yeah. the guy offered me a job as a baggage handler. Uh-huh. This was after I had gone to Bristol and told Bristol that I don't want to fly wow. airplanes. And this MD looked at me and said, will you, offer the, will you take a job as a baggage handler? And, you know, even though I was upset, I told the man, I said, okay, I will go home. Are you sick? Yeah. And the man hit his hand on the table and I said, you failed the test. You have failed the test. <laughs> and I said, in my mind, I said, they offered me a helicopter. Why is my offer me a helicopter? Which guy? What? what? Wait, wait. You don't let me go about baggage handler. So when that man not gave me that opportunity a second time. Well, I don't believe it. Things happen, no? During lockdown, I heard about an airline. During this lockdown, I heard about an airline that, <laughs> even though they were pilots, they didn't need pilots at that time. And the, the, just to put food on the table, the pilots worked as cabin crew. As flight attendants, hmm. it happened just during lockdown. I can't remember the particular airline, but it happened. Right. And when I came into US 2002, 9/11 happened in 2001, so aviation was on a downward spiral. There were pilots working in my school bookshop, earning 20 bucks an hour, 15 dollars an hour, working with yeah. students. These were guys that were flying private jets, but they just couldn't. Hmm. They couldn't be home anymore, doing nothing. They had been laid off. Hmm. 
you know. So they just let me just go out of this house. Maybe and this woman no fight for house. And they're walking <laughs> in the bookstore, you know. So uh, so 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 back back to your back to your yeah. your question. What was it again? Why are you about, still single? I mean, it's, who, who knows? I can't I can't even stay. So it's not as if I'm not asking people to marry me or to date me. I think it's one of those things with life. <laughs> really, it's just what I never thought. I always thought I'd marry by twenty. That was why I gave myself twenty-eight, and I pushed to thirty-five, and now I'm forty-three in June. But again, what would I say? Mm. As a confession, I would say this, and I don't care what anybody thinks. I am not desperate enough to get married for marrying sake. Yeah. Do you think your profession yeah. has, has played a factor? Has is a factor in it as well? You know what? Then I could make an excuse that I meet people. I work for four weeks. I go away to Escarbos for four weeks. Escarbos where I work now. I started working there since uh, November last year. Nobody, nobody can visit me. I can't, I can't visit anybody. I'm like an expatriate. I just come in there, do my four weeks, and I'm out. But, mm. you know, people, people got married when there was, there were no phones. There was no WhatsApp. People were writing letters and they got married. So can <laughs> I really say that as an excuse? Yeah. That I am yeah. locked away in other state. You want to get married, amazing. Are you, do you think you're going to get married? Yeah, because I'll tell you, during lockdown, during lockdown, or a year before lockdown, the girl I was dating then, she on her own came and told me that she, that she wasn't ready. I didn't even ask her to marry, you know. But we had for a long time. And you know, okay. you know, there's a way you're talking to your girl, we're talking to her mom. You and the mom are not like son-in-law to mother-in-law kind of level, you know. And she had sensed that and she came and said this yeah. straight and said, I'm not ready to get married now. Yeah, yeah. Was a how, good old, how old how old was she? I was I was I was a lot older than her. I think I gave her almost 12 years. And then that lockdown, so lockdown to 2019, I was, uh, it was 2020. I hadn't hit lockdown yet. So I was 38. Okay. So she must have been like 26. <laughs> that right. woman, I was 26. What, what, anyway, I don't want to be asking too many people about the girl. Mm -hmm. So let me just leave her. But it's just prompting me to ask some funny questions. Yeah. Like, I would like, like, like to know what her background. But she's still not married. But she's still not married. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I what's her background? Is she from like a very rich home? What <laughs> not really. Not really. Not really. Okay. Mm -mm. All right. Not really. Anyway, so back to the question I sound to ask. Yeah, Yes, yes. Uh, she, what she told me, I I realized she, she wanted to have some things of her own. You know. She wanted to like get somewhere in her career where she can say, okay. They are doing wedding. She can say that okay, ha, she will pay for this. She didn't want to have that. You know how, how her parents did it. Just relax. I'm the one doing everything. Um, I'll take care of this. Yeah. You know, I'll train yeah. you in school. Don't worry, I'm doing everything. I so I understood where she was coming from, and it made sense. It made, it was fair to me. If someone says, "See, I want to have this for myself," even though I know you can, but I want to have this myself. Ah, uh, that's good though. You didn't meet uh, Instagram stick queen with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she wasn't. She wasn't. I tell you what, this babe has. I tell you. <laughs> this, this lady, this lady has never posted a thirst trap. So she had the body for a thirst trap, yes. But she was, she's very modest. She wasn't about that. Yeah, we know that. that that's cool. we know they are still like the, like I was saying. I tell you, I was recording one episode that a lot of the things you see on social media is just people making a lot of noise. They are still very normal people. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Plenty about people in real life. Anyway, yeah, back to uh, my, my question. Um, yeah. So what I'm saying is that, of course, you, you are if you are our age now and you are not married, obviously you must have dated quite a number of people. Yes. And being a pilot, being a pilot is not, you know, it's not beans now. Regardless of how tough you said the job market is, mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. not, it's, 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 uh, it's, not, it's I, a very unique professional. I, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what, yeah. the question I want to ask is, 
when you are dating a girl and you, you guys get to the point of oh what do you and you say i am a pilot i want you to be very honest and yeah. share what the experience is like <laughs> but it, of course it, it could come off as intimidating right i understand yes but again is it is it also a good thing it might bring up again it could bring up that thing of well this guy's a pilot i'm never going to pay for any flight again <laughs> can you help me check if there's a ticket if they are can you me check if there's a ticket to, can you help me book a flight to lagos can you book a and you're like man i'm a pilot i don't i'm not I, i'm not a ticket i don't book tickets you get so, i know i don't <laughs> I don't want to be alive. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I'm not into reserve. I'm not into ticket reservation. I can book anything ticket yourself. So I think mean, it's 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 that. I usually don't come out and say it the first time. Um, I usually just tell you I'm in a logistics company. I work. We do logistics. I will come out to those. And um, with time, with time, if if the person wants to know you more, you know, by the time they even exchange IG, they should have a hint of what you do. Because I have one or two pictures on Instagram that you know shows me at work or something. Okay, or wait. So I'm going to dwell yeah. on this yeah. a little bit. So now you have you met a chick before? Like okay, you guys are talking, you're liking, <laughs> but she's not giving you maybe the. She's still a bit like, well, it's okay, but I'm not really interested. And then you, and then you drop the pilot. The pilot thing. Ah, <laughs> first, have, you, have you done it before? <laughs> I, I am. I'm, I can't remember. I cannot remember. But I'm sure you've been in a situation whereby you know that if I say this, the when she finds out that it, it just gets a lot of you know, people. People, people. I know people express their fears of flying. I know people express, "Is are your parents not scared?" But I met someone that didn't want to date me because he felt my job was too risky. Yeah, I've met someone who's wanted me to pray for me every time. I hadn't even gotten a wow. job then. And the mom used to just pray for me every time. Being like, "So yeah, I not this one," and the mom was even more scared than the other that I was going to land in the house. You know. So then mm. I've met someone that said, flat out, I cannot date somebody in that in that industry. There has to be something I don't want it. I mean, should I like the money, but she didn't want the risk that her husband, future husband would have been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, this is very interesting. This is a very interesting thing, right? Because, I mean, it, it, and it's important to ask this kind of question. Because in my own mind now, I'm, I'm already operating on the, the... On the money part. On the money part, you know, thinking yeah, about everybody. Who wants to meet somebody and, and be a money back to that person from the get-go? No, I mean, that's from your own end. But I'm just saying, I'm thinking about it from the girl's end now. Like, you've shown some aspects I didn't even think about, which is very true. People who, yeah. even though the fear of flying is kind of, from a statistical level, it's, yeah. it's actually maybe, I don't want to say unwarranted, but it's not, you get what I mean? Yeah. From a statistical level, you know how they say now, more car accidents than... Yes, and it's true. But I'm just saying, just because of, I think the fear, the issue yeah. there is that when, if something happens in the air, it's like, there's no, there's no, whatever, the chances of survival or whatever. I think that's the, the thing that people focus on as opposed mm. to the number of occurrences. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Oh, because you think about the number of occurrences, you shouldn't have any problem being scared about marrying a pilot because the chances of your husband driving to work or him having an accident is even higher. Anyway, the point yes. I'm just trying to make is that I was focused on the money part. But okay. truth, that is very true. The fear yeah. of saying, oh, I might a pilot and something happens. Oh, you should, see, you, should see how, you should see how people reach out to me whenever there's a crash. Like, mm. people just message out of the blues. Like, guy alpha. That was time it, it was an airplane. Sometime this year, an airplane crashed in Ikeja. Yeah, mm. the one on the Elbakan. 
But the news came out that was the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Just true. got those yeah. news. Like, yeah, alpha. Yeah, alpha. I was like, I did, I did, I did. And they were happy. If you just told them they were happy, ah, it's not my guy. Thank God. You know that kind of thing. I mean, I've had like my company, my company had some incidents some years back, and it took an ex to even reach out to me and be like, guy, what's going on in that company? I know it's nothing, it's just um, these things happen, you know, and that's aviation. Once in a while, something happens, you know. But people are, people are worried. People are, you know, you wouldn't, you, if you're a pilot, you know that your mom, your sibling, your friends, whenever they hear anything in aviation, their mind goes to you, you know. But uh, it's shocking. I, I know people who are soldiers in Nigeria, active soldiers. So I don't think pilots have it worse. Yeah. For, yeah. But like I said, that's actually a very true concern that people have, even though, like I said, statistically, it's not maybe. Yes. Yes. But it's still, a, it's still a candy fear. Even me, like I said, I'm very still kind of fast. Mm -hmm. But it's important, but I still know that there's a flex there, man. Like, I can just imagine of course. If, you're, if you're also a girl that is dating you or married to a pilot. Ah. Mm, it comes as there's the prestige of it. <laughs> you know? And God help you if you are if you are working in a company that doesn't pay well. You will not you will not you will not meet up with the financial part of it that everybody expects you to have, you know. So what what <laughs> have yeah, tone down that whole wow. part of always posting pictures of you flying everywhere. Just <laughs> listen on your phone. You can post it, you know. So Mr. Price went tomorrow on followers <laughs> telling you that problem and they're only hoping you can help them solve it. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't avoid that one. That yeah. Even with the even I mean not wow. on your family, your family circle. <laughs> That will happen. You can't avoid it. What was what's the nerdiest thing you've done? You know, it's nerd talk. Me and my wife, we, we at least we think we're nerds. So, mm. what was the nerdiest thing that's ever happened to you? Like something that happened and everybody said, oh, "Man, this guy's a nerd." Mm. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Guys, a pilot. For most pilots, <laughs> eh? we, still, we still look up. We still look up. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> Even even when I go to visit my people around the solo where or where there are a lot of you know where there are a lot of airplanes flying, you find that the pilot if he's outside, he would always look up and try and plane spots. Yeah. Find is this airline in, my, in his mind? Either he knows what airline or what aircraft that is. So I think that's that's what, so a nerdy thing that we we do in aviation. Wow. And I always wear cool. I always wear watches for the past what mm -hmm. I've had my watch for the past ten years is it's a watch that kind of. Uh, it has like a computer, like a manual flight computer, like a slide rule. And this slide rule can convert kilometers to statute miles to nautical miles. Okay. It can convert um, fuel from pounds to kilograms. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not stuff I, I really need, but it's something a pilot would love to. So it's, it's, a, it's a kind of nerdy watch. Yeah. It's an E6B. And, you know, um, Brightlane has watches with E6B. Yeah, Casio, yeah, yeah. Beiko has them. So it's just like skills on a watch, you know. It's like a flight, a, 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 so you adjust those yeah. skills. Tell you that, okay, this nautical mile is, is uh, this in kilometers, or this fuel in liters is this in pounds. I've had those kind of watches now for over 10 years. Yeah. Right now I have three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my wow. third one. Yeah. So that, 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 that's a very decent to have. And that's not about aviation, I don't know about pilots, is that pilots get checked out every six months. That's one of the nerdiest things I've ever heard. Yeah. So whenever I see you, pilot do something every six. What is it? We we go for exams every six. Oh. In simulator training. Hmm. And 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 a lot of people that want to become pilots don't realize that because it could be very stressful for some people. So you must be always reading. You're always reading, even if you're not. At least a month or two to your sim. You're you always are reading. reading always, like 
own yeah, your tools. Exactly. And if if you is anybody that goes into piloting just for the money, the person will be very disappointed. And I think either they'll not enjoy it or they'll drop out of it entirely. It's better you're gonna lose something, get a lot of money, and buy yourself a plane and fly with your fly around with your friends. That's what we do in Nigeria. And people that own planes and they just fly around with their yeah. friends. You know, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. Thanks so much, amazing. I mean, I'm yeah. sure we can talk for hours and hours. <laughs> yeah, but again, again like I said, Sha, yeah, I'm not, giving, I'm not giving up on, on the whole marriage thing. Yeah. I'm always talking to women, I'm always hanging out, I'm always, you know, so you never know. But one thing my brother always tells me, because my brother was in SS1 when JS1 in Fego, he says it doesn't surprise him because in his group, there are still guys who are not married, and these guys are 48 yeah. already or 47. And it says in his fellow group, there are guys like, um, I don't want to call names, but I know someone that got married like two years ago. And that was in 1992 sets, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So that, 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 I'm not saying, I'm not saying wow. it happens. It happens. Yeah. But if, if we're just marrying for marrying sake, why not? Ad- advice for you, but amazing. Don't, don't listen to, don't listen to my wow. My has a, a very, very strong period. My wow at all, when it comes to marriage, please don't listen to him. Just. Okay. Do your thing. Anyway, man, big up, big up, big up to you guys, eh? I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll get the, I'll, I'll try and listen to more podcasts. I know I missed out on a lot. Yeah. So if you are, if you have Spotify on your phone, please just follow us there. And then yeah. Also Thank you, you so much. All right. All right. I'll, I'll do that. So thanks, amazing. It's been nice chatting with you. I mean, sorry, just before you go, I mean, the wristwatch thing you said, mm. it actually resonated because I think I noticed pilots wearing big wristwatches. So I yeah. guess it has something to do with the all the function functionality yes. that you talked about. I, I know that that's very common. It's very, it's very common with pilots. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's good, Chia. Keep flexing. Keep enjoying the single life. <laughs> well, you know what, there. Eh? You know, again, yeah. people always think like I'm <laughs> single all the time. The fact is, I'm, I'm 43, you know. I know when I'm, yeah. I'm a 43 in June next year. I know yeah. when we, I used to party, you know. I, I could go out, I could come back from my six and six and go out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But now, I just want to go out once or twice a that's, yeah. that's, uh, that was part of getting older. That just know that. That happens. Want to air when like that? Yeah. Yeah. The body slowing down. All right, thanks, Amazing. That's a, that's a nice one.